0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: His glory
0: I will see. I will empty. Welcome to the podcast. As we finish a series of episodes on Acts
1: chapter 12, we have one more text to read today. Edwin, what's in store? Acts chapter 12, verses 18 through 25. Here we go from the English Standard Version. All right. Now, when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Now... because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of God increased and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. Well, as we close out the chapter
0: there, we see that Luke is going to take us from this episode dealing with Herod and the persecution of James and Peter, And going to uh, bring us back to Paul and what's happening in Antioch. But it's fascinating to me to see what a short and violent end this King Herod met. And I will just say, you know, we've, I think, done um, the best we could talking through uh, chapter 12 in sections. But if you're going to sit down and read the whole thing, at the beginning of this chapter, Herod is determined he is going to trouble the church. He kills one of God's men, and he imprisons and endangers another. By the end of the chapter, Herod is struck dead, and it is the word of God that is growing. So it is a complete reversal in the span of these 24 verses.
1: So here's my question, because I think this is such an odd way for him to describe this. as, As he's talking about the victory of God and of God's way, in verse 24, I mean, I expected to say, but the church increased and multiplied, or the Christians increased and multiplied, but it says the word of God increased and multiplied, kind of, I mean, almost making like the growth of the church or the success of the church equivalent with that of the word. Why do you think he's using word of God here in that way?
0: Well, one of the, the thoughts I have about it is um, is is, a, is a, a foil for what has happened previously, That Herod has just been giving a speech in Caesarea, and uh, he is being uh, applauded by the people. They were shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. The voice of a God and not of a man. There is an emphasis upon his words, and they're making out like he is a a divine person. Uh, Although maybe he's getting played a little bit by some other politicking going on when you read verses 20 and 21. rather. But, you know, here's this guy who's being lauded, the voice of a God. No, the Lord strikes him dead,
1: and it is the word of God, the true God, that grows and multiplies. So God's word continues on. It accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish, which is what God said would happen back in Isaiah. Mm. Uh, You know, we think about it. Now, just as I'm as I'm walking through this in my mind, the entirety of the Bible really begins with God's word, and and by that I mean we get into creation, and what do we find? Seven statements from mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and God said, "Let there be light," and God said, and so we've got sure. the word of God, and now we're here at this point with the word of God. It increases, it multiplies. God's word does what what it says it would. It's it's sure, it is certain, it is steadfast. It's going to accomplish. What God sends it out to accomplish, and even when Herod is attacking, mm-hmm. even when Herod is attacking, and and in fact, even when Herod has some success in his attack, because he did have some success in his attack. I, I would just
0: say to that, Harold, Herod, is Harold. <laughs> we got to watch yeah, out for that great enemy of the church, Harold. Harold. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Herod. Herod is um, no small threat, right? James is dead because of Herod. Peter is endangered. And by the way, what happens to the guards who have the misfortune of reporting that Peter is missing? Herod makes sure that they pay for that with their lives.
1: So he he was pretty quick to pull the trigger. Okay, so since you bring up this issue about the guards... Can I just go back again? We've been talking about the parallels with Jesus here. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there were some guards who had to report that Jesus was missing from his tomb, Mm -hmm. but they got protected. They got
0: bribed, didn't they? They were given a choice. They were offered money. If they would take that money and begin to spread a rumor that the disciples had come by night and stolen the body, which to me, I think, creates... Some other questions, um, you know, that 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 admission in and of itself should have brought about terrible consequences and perhaps even their own lives and the Roman way of doing things. Yeah. And yet the Jewish leaders that bribed them said, we'll 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 smooth it over, smooth it
1: over, we'll smooth it over, we'll make it go away. Yeah, just in case, when you've heard apologists claim those guards should have been executed, if you thought, if you thought, oh, you're making something up, you're that's just not true. No, look, look what happens. That's what happens in Acts twelve, yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- this was pretty standard mm-hmm. that if if a guard let someone escape, then whatever that person's punishment was, the guard was supposed to suffer.
0: And that's going to come up again, and I think it's in the sixteenth chapter of Acts when uh, Paul and Silas find themselves in custody in a jail in philippi Uh, again miraculous intervention an earthquake an opportunity for them to escape they don't leave but you have a jailer who's about to kill himself over this well it's because he was going to get that treatment uh if if the guards had escaped er, excuse me if the prisoners had escaped yeah
1: in that case they hadn't and so his life is spared and he ends up being saved by the gospel of jesus christ what a powerful story i just uh, you know i i'm as we've been walking through Acts this time, I have seen a whole lot more of the apologetic nature of, of just what we've been reading, and 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 by that I mean of the evidences and and as it fits together, that this is a story that really defends itself. I mean, there are a lot of things that we can go outside of Scripture that help us, and I'm mm-hmm. all for all that. I'm mm-hmm. all for all that kind of testimony that we can find, but man, there's just a lot of internal evidence that fits together here. So, for instance, today. I have to ask the question, if it didn't happen exactly the way Luke says it happens in Luke and Acts, and then, of course, the way Matthew, Mark, and John also say, if it didn't happen the way they said, Mm -hmm. then I've got to explain how Christianity exists. Mm -hmm. How did we go from people who don't believe resurrection happens, uh, don't believe that a man can be God, that he would die on the cross and be Mm -hmm. raised on the third day, and yet that produces a religion that changes the world, and in fact, even now, 2,000 years later, is still in some ways of measuring it, the largest religion in the entire world, more adherence than any other right. in the entire world. I've got to ask, how did that happen? How? Did, because any other time somebody said they were God, mm-hmm. do you know when people quit worshiping that person as God? About the time they died, is would be my guess.
0: <laughs> About the time they died. Because gods don't die. But right. here
1: is the one who dies, mm-hmm. and yet still people worship him. So one of, the, one of the potentials for saying, well, here's what happened. The disciples stole it. In fact, we have people that testify that that's the case. But we really ought to back up and say, now, nah, come on. Come on. These people who have testified that the disciples stole the body, mm-hmm. had the disciples actually stolen the body, what would have happened to those people is they would have been executed. That's exactly right. But they didn't. There's something rotten here, yeah. something fishy on that. That story doesn't wash. Let's, let's go back and look at what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John said. Maybe maybe they're right. I just I keep seeing this. And so this, this has brought that to my mind here, that we've just demonstrated that. If you let the guy go, mm-hmm. you get executed. You get executed. That's what happened here. And nobody bribed. Nobody said, hey, come up with a story and we'll smooth it over. Herod just executes them. But, oh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Well, I'm just going to say, and and to that end, you have Herod, who uh, is is a very proud man. He wants to deal death, take life, make that call. He wants to give oration and receive praises and worship. He wants to put himself in the place of a god. And he is humbled. There is no god but God. Uh, and Herod, coming from a Jewish background, he should have understood that anyway. Uh, but he, he is a man out of line, and he is judged. And, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, uh, in the last couple of episodes, I guess, here in Acts 12, the idea of it's not about your best life now, right? We're, we are living for the eternal. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. The other side of that coin is wicked wickedness doesn't always get its judgment now temporal judgment now. We continue on in a world and a society where we see injustice, where we wonder, will there be a reckoning? Will there be an account? When I look at a, a, a story like this in Acts 12, an account like this in Acts 12, and I see temporal justice meted out, it's a reminder that this is a down payment, that there is a just God and there will ultimately be a judgment
1: yeah, we don't know what the time frame is on this. Um it seems like we've got just one event right after the other, right after the other, right after the yeah. other. But we we don't know exactly what the time frame is on this. Uh, I mean, we do know that James Luke, Luke was executed. Puts it together,
0: there's a unit here. There's yeah. a chapter with Herod. Yeah,
1: James was executed, and immediately Peter is arrested. That's clear. That's that's the statement. Yeah. That all falls apart. Then we've got uh, he went down from Judea to Caesarea. Then we've got people angry in Tyre and Sidon, and there's some there travel going messengers, on. Yeah, there's right. so we're, it's not kill James and tomorrow I'm executed. I, I die. I'm Herod. I kill James. God strikes me dead right then. Right. We've got some kind of period of time. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. In the end, who wins? Mm-hmm. God wins. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. The word wins. I, I sometimes hear Christians talk. Maybe you've heard Christians talk where they'll, well, they'll say things like, can the church survive? Blank. Yes. You know, we'll, we'll, can, can the church survive this? Can the church survive that? I, I mean... Uh, you,
0: I, I might have a book by that title
1: on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I might have written a chapter in it. <laughs> well, you know, hey, uh, listen, I get but, that but there's... But the three- point
0: of the book <laughs> and all the chapters, including mine, is that uh, there is more than enough confidence In our Christ, in the risen Lord, in the word of God, that we are more than conquerors. Uh, We don't need to ask the question, can we survive? The the question really is on us. Will we walk in faith and thrive
1: as the Lord will bless us too? (laughs) Yeah. You know, what I was going to say is, and, you know, I I don't know. I haven't read that chapter. It it could be the shortest chapter in, in the history of man. Can the church survive? yes yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it can thanks for and buying it, the book <laughs> <laughs> and it will and it next will. question next question well i i understand when those kinds of questions are asked there's really what they're wanting you to do is okay how's it going to survive and what's going to happen and what are the means of it but i i think we do need to understand the answer to that question is just very simply and plainly yes when herod takes on the word the word wins when anybody takes on christ christ wins he, he we know, and that's the whole message of the Gospel yeah, because Jesus yeah. ends up on the cross, it looks like he's lost, but on the third day he comes back victorious. Jesus wins, Jesus always wins don't don't abandon jesus if if you're on Jesus' side, don't change sides if you're not on Jesus' side. Change sides. <laughs> Get on Jesus' side. Get on Jesus' side. Look, we're wrapping up this week. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you're learning, what you're reading, what what kind of questions you have. Email us at text talk at dot org. We're going to wrap up this week with a prayer. Our great God and
0: Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you that we can open up our Bible and read Acts chapter twelve to see, Father, how you worked in times past with the apostles, with James and Peter. And Father, we know that your word grows. We are so uh, encouraged to see how the word of God grew and multiplied. And while there was challenges, trials, and persecutions, you always overcome. And we, Father, are victorious and we overcome in you. I pray, God, your blessings upon all who are uh, listening to the podcast now, that whatever trial or difficulty they are facing, that they would look to you for strength and for victory. To know, Father, that you overcome, help us to walk in a way that brings glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.